today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. To begin with today, it's the Mayor's Town Hall. Uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger is with us here in studio. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Usually we're starting off with some major controversial issue, and I'm sure we'll find a few of those as we go through the program today. But it looks like the Stelco issue has been resolved. Yeah, and I think uh, it's moving along. I think at a you know a nice uh, a nice pace, and uh, you know the uh, the unions have uh, approved the, the the arrangement, which is great. Uh, I, you know, I, I unfortunately it's not perfect. Uh, you know, the, the best deals we are always when everyone. Gonna, what's that? We knew it was never going to be perfect. No, and uh, but you know what? We've got now a steel operator in place, and they're uh, prepared to uh, to actually continue making steel over the long term, which is uh, great great news both here in Hamilton and in Nanticoke. Uh, the unions are, uh, you know, happy that they've got their employees secured, and that's a, that's a positive step. Uh, they've made some significant gains on the uh, the pension and benefits uh, side, so there's more work to do. And one of the issues that the city's currently looking at is uh, how do we uh, make sure that this is a fulsome and uh, well-thought-out strategic city-building project. And, uh, you know, those 500 additional lands over and above steelmaking is where we're going to put our all of our attention and focus from, uh, from here on in. We'll take the... Uh, Minister Seuss says at his word that they're prepared to sit down and talk to us about how we can uh, take the lead on this and make this a great opportunity for us to create more employment in our city and bring those lands back into some useful purpose. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about that because you were pretty vocal about this when the province announced their support for this and their attention, uh, and they set up the land bank and all this sort of stuff. They talked about it in the hypothetical. Now it's that much closer to reality since uh, the unions are on side and uh, the courts have ruled that the bedrock deal is is a go at this stage. Mm-hmm. But you had expressed some concern, first of all, about the time frame, and second of all, how much input the city was going to have into this. Have you had talks with the minister about that? Yes. Because uh, I know we, they've kind of given us an extension here. Right. Uh, they, they've, they've actually sort of said that the time time limit isn't there anymore it's uh they've, they've got a 10-year window on the opebs on the on the benefits side but uh, in terms of the land arrangement uh, it's a, it's going to be a longer term which is exactly what we need to have happen <clears throat> and then uh, you know i think it uh, we ought to get uh, some some measure of control over those lands so that we can do the proper city building planning that uh, that it requires and you know we want to do it in partnership so council uh, the other day uh, passed the motion i put forward that we go out and seek private sector partners and public sector partners to uh, come together and come up with a long-term strategy and how to how to maximize the value of those lands not only for the pensioners but for the city and for future employment so you know one of the natural partners would be uh, the port authority uh you know not not that we want the port authority to uh, to manage and control all of those lands but i think they're inherently uh, uh, a part of uh, the waterfront and uh, they could certainly use more available lands for their future uh, operations and I think that's a positive thing for the city as well as a whole range of public-private partnerships that can bring back new advanced manufacturing businesses green space what do you want to see there I mean and that's I mean it's good news that this is available because we've always in the last seven or eight years we're talking what if what if and I mean anybody's driven along uh, Tesla Boulevard now, and, and mm-hmm. looked at those lands, saying, "Boy, what a waste!" Uh, but I mean, clearly, I mean, we you, you need to increase the tax base. So you're looking for industry and manufacturing prospects if those are available. I know some people are still saying, "Well, that should all be green space. Just you know, let's let's just make it natural. Not going to generate a lot of revenue." 
uh, and others are su- suggesting things like affordable housing. I mean, there's a real mixed bag here. Do you try to accommodate all that stuff? No, you know, I mean, uh, housing is kind of out of the picture. I mean, that uh, the the contamination levels and the, the amount of remediation you would have to do to bring it up to that standard, I think, would be uh, totally un- unreasonable and unaffordable for anyone to do. Uh, so we're looking at, uh, you know, accommodating, uh, you know, higher-end uh, commercial, higher-end uh, advanced manufacturing, uh, incorporating some green space and some prestige industrial, not unlike what you have in the industrial parks. But what we, what we want to pursue more vigorously is that we don't want to turn that whole area over into warehousing and, you know, one or two employees uh, looking after a massive warehouse. Mm-hmm. We want... We want active uh, producing uh, industries that can actually uh, employ people in the city of Hamilton. So maximizing the employment opportunities is one of the uh, strategic goals coming out of this. You know, do we have a, a I mean, the, the, the folks that we had working on this were uh, folks that were formerly involved with uh, the Toronto Waterfront, uh, the folks that do uh, do uh, modeling for, you know, different planning and, uh, and uh, uh, investment exercises for uh, major institutions like the province of Ontario and uh, major developers like Brookfield. Uh, all of them came together working for, on behalf of the city of Hamilton that put together a vision that said, you know, we can have a mix of uses, uh, not, not, not in the residential zone, but certainly in the commercial industrial side that uh, could upgrade those lands, uh, get higher value employment happening there, and also provide some public access. And uh, that's been the mission for our waterfront uh, kind of plans, you know, since 25 years now, where we've opened up a significant tracts of waterfront. We want to continue that along the water's edge as much as possible. So I think the range of uses is uh, is wide open, but uh, residential and park space, uh, you know, virtually all park space is just out of the question. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.